Welcome to The Short Score, your weekly update of rope and news from around the industry, where you can find the latest on the sport from the pro rodeo ranks to the jackpot world. I'm Taylor Vollen, and I'm your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Score. It's me again, Taylor Vollen, the normal host of The Short Score. I hope you all enjoyed our interview last night with Clint and Jake because, spoiler alert, they're back tonight. That's right, Clint Summers and Jake Long won back-to-back go-rounds here at the NFR. They were 3-8 tonight to win round two. You're going to hear in the interview how this is the best start to the NFR either one of them has ever had. Chelsea also talks with the guys about everything from horses to their game plan and how really they aren't even trying to win rounds each night. This episode of The Score is presented by Soft Ride Equine Comfort Boots. Soft Ride has been supporting our efforts in bringing you all the top news of the team rope and rope horse industries since the beginning, and they continue to bring unparalleled comfort for your horses and all their products. Um, but still the best start to the NFR you've ever had? Oh yeah, by far. Uh, I've won round two before, never, well, like we t- talked about yesterday, round one's been a little rough, but uh it's weird we were walking down the hallway and that's what i told clint i said man i've showed up here a lot like chest kind of bowed out and i'm gonna take all i can get this week and it's humbled me in a hurry <laughs> and so uh it's it's been weird i we're really not trying to win first i know it probably doesn't look that way or whatever but we're trying to just make good runs and the clock has been really friendly to us i guess so yeah we'll keep it rolling hopefully clint you got the start you really wanted i mean i thought you were got a good start last night but right. tonight it was pretty great yeah i know like for a first round last night was a good start i wasn't late but i wasn't in it i wasn't what i practiced you know so hard at the house i want to be in it you know if you break the bear you break the bear but i want to hit the bear and i want the steer to be right there where i can set him up best i can for jake and tonight i got that start um transmission wait, we talked about how big transmission is last night are the angle you have a lot of tall head horses. Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking JV's tall. Um, Joe's pretty tall, right? Yeah, but not, I mean, I mean not, not, like, like them. not like them. Is there anything with your angles that you really like a taller head horse, or is it just how they work? Well, Clint's no. so big himself. He, right? That's true. <laughs> Make it up for, yes. no, not necessarily. You know, even the big horses I got, if you watch them work, they kind of they work like a smaller horse. They're real flat, pretty fast-footed, and that's what I look for, even if... I like a smaller horse, to be honest with you, but it just hasn't worked out that way. I've got big horses, but I want them flat, and I want them good with their feet and obviously score good, and and that's what they are. You know, transmission, the cool thing about him, honestly, is he scores really good, but for instance here, the start is so fast. If I need to lift just a little bit, he gives just a hair. You can watch it like last night, first round. I kind of went, and I lifted up, and then I let go. And when I lifted up just there, he didn't he didn't pop up, he didn't, you know, anything. He just kinda give in to me. And then when I let go, it was right back flat and and that means a lot right here in this building. Jake, talk about Roger today. Were you happy with him? Yeah, he's done awesome. It's kind of crazy to think that I was debating what to ride as good as he's done in here. That's what I was kinda laughing about. He he thinks this deal's easy. He's run two and one first twice, but <laughs> Uh, Jake was scratching his head pretty good at the house. He's like, man, every day he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do, this and that. And I'm like, just pick one and go. Yeah. Well, my dad told me after Sioux Falls, and the, I mean, that was kind of the initial question. Well, are you going to ride once you get there? And my dad said, well, that's an easy one. You dance with the one that got you there. And Roger got me here. He really did. Uh, I did, I'd say, 85% of my winning on him this year. And so uh, he's done an awesome job. He's just, like I said, he's easy. He stays 
feet, you know, he stays with his shoulders up, keeps his feet moving for me, and he's really easy for me to place my rope down. And then he's big enough and stout enough that when I dally, he, he ends the run pretty stoutly. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really tickled with him. I can't be more proud. That's awesome. Um, what is the plan? Have you, I just remember, okay, I'm not picking on you. This is yeah. mean to pick on you. You do, you take a lot of advice from Trevor. Love. He's a great mentor. I remember going out and sitting, watching Trevor practice throughout the week at the mm-hmm. finals he always i'm not saying always but a lot was right. running steers about yep. 2 3 o'clock was yep. running a steer is that part of your plan at all while you're here you know uh in a way yes i want to and and i probably will i didn't i haven't and obviously i probably won't on transmission he's to the point he's the same at the house and he's the same here you know uh he don't have no duck or nothing like that to him he's just to the point he is what he is but for my sake I, i'll probably go just rope the horns not necessarily go at any just rope go through the little you know the whole little the, all the steps but work ethic's big and i and i do at home for sure and and that's what makes me think to do it here is just because at home i do do it every day well i don't want to get here and then just kick my feet up on the couch you know so i probably will i haven't yet but it's definitely coming i think Jake, you've been here a lot of times, and you said you've had roller coaster finals. Do you have little nooks tucked away where you go and rope little people people's houses around town, or? I've run, I've practiced one time in, in twelve years, and the only reason I roped is my second finals. Uh, Brady was just a little bit off his game, and uh, yeah, that's a rookie mistake, everybody. That's Barry Bird calling. Okay, <laughs> yeah. thank you for ruining the interview. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, but no. Uh, Brady was having a little bit of a hard time that year, and he wanted to go run some. I wasn't really too worried about him getting it turned around, but uh, I've always tried to work extremely hard before I get out here, and in my mind frame, this probably isn't good or bad, but, like, I just, my mind frame's always been, if you ain't ready by the time you get here, it ain't going to change. So um, I get, I try to come out and throw some loops on the sawhorse and, and I guess, mentally prepare for it, but, yeah, I don't know. I, if I was struggling, maybe I'd want to, but probably ride with it. Um. And the other thing I was thinking about when you were talking about horses to ride, I think the last time, other than the other day when we talked, yesterday when we talked about Colonel, and I said I was sorry, but um, the last time we talked about Colonel, you told me you probably couldn't say that he was retired. Your wife probably wouldn't accept those words. How's he doing, and, and what's Colonel up to? Yeah, he's he's officially done. He's, officially he's, he's been done for a while. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, I told everybody he had a knee go out on him. Mm-hmm. If I could put a new knee on him, I think I could ride him today. Like, there's nothing else wrong with him. But he can't hardly – it's sad to watch. Um, obviously, he built my place. I mean, I, I, like, that horse has done everything for me. Um, but he's – I don't know. It's hard for me a little bit. I, I've gotten better about seeing him now, but he can't hardly get out of a trot. He can barely get into a trot some days. But – uh, him and my little sorrow ball face named Scout, they, they're buddies and they hang out. And uh, he seems happy and good in the pasture. And so, um, I don't know. You know, the humane thing might be to put him down a little bit, but I just can't bring myself to do it. And so, yeah. we give him cookies and, and feed and supplement. And I spend a lot of money on him just to keep him semi-comfortable out. And, you know, it's kind of, I guess he's on hospice, and I don't know how long that'll last. But, but I'm going to take the best care I can of him until he's dead, I guess. So. I think everybody that has ever had a great old one or not even a great old one not like colonel they're great is a different level that colonel's on but uh everybody can relate to that um your shirt 
was the main topic of conversation. And I don't know if everybody that listens to the podcast uh, also watches all the other interviews, so I'm going to make you talk about it again. Okay. This is your um, your tie dye shirt is honor in honor of your uncle Goose. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Goose. Well, Goose was a he was a big part of our family, and um, he was a big supporter of mine. He would come to he came to the finals a lot. And he would even, like one year, he flew up to Ellensburg, him and his wife Darla, my Aunt Darla. And uh, we lost him in August. And uh, luckily, we got to, I got to see him and tell him I loved him and, and, and tell him bye. Yeah, I did. Um, we, he had cancer. And, you know, we knew a decent amount ahead of time that, that we were going to lose him. So that was a blessing in a way that we got, to, you know, it wasn't a sudden deal. And I, we did all get to tell him that we loved him and spend time with him. And, um, he was in a lot of pain at the end and so um you know it was we're, we're happy that i guess he's not in pain anymore but um he wore tie-dye the whole time i grew up it's all i remembered and was it like a hippie thing a biker thing or <laughs> he just liked hippie, it thing. probably a hippie right. thing honestly I, I never asked him i guess it was just you know something he did and and uh we wanted some way to honor him and my wife she didn't have this in mind but she said we ought to do a family tie-dye night or day or whatever and i said you know what i'll just wear the shirt in the arena and she's like are you sure and i was like heck yeah i'll do that and so we put his initials up here on my pocket and, and i i called uh my aunt darla and uh, cousin amber and told them i was gonna do it and kind of explained it at least on facebook because i'm not a real yes, flashy guy so um i guess i'm assuming everyone would know there was a reason behind it not just randomly after 12 years i'm gonna wear tie-dye but uh <laughs> I would have never dreamed that we'd have won the round again tonight, but it's pretty cool to be able to tell, you know, I guess say his name a few times in the interviews. That's awesome. I'm going to have to look back through old pictures because you used to win on pink night. I feel like you won a lot. Yeah. yeah, You won on pink night a lot. And I would, that was back when there was fewer rules and like, I would just go backstage with you guys Mm -hmm. and your whole family would be back there and Mm -hmm. we'd take a bunch of family pictures. I should look back and see if your uncle Goose is in any of those pictures. I I would almost... I guarantee he's been in at least a few of them. Yeah. Uh, I know I would have taken him on stage when he was here, so. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Pink Night, I don't know what it is. Maybe just the random. Maybe I need to start being more flashy. I need to be bright, though. Yes. I did get called Fallon Taylor about four times tonight. Yeah, so. they said it. <laughs> <laughs> did. I really did. Waggisback come riding by me. He goes, Fallon, I need to get by you. And I was like, you're not even the first one. He's like, dang it, man. I thought I had a gold saying right there. So, so. Yeah. Um, okay, you guys, I just, I mean, I looked I looked at the heading standings. I haven't looked at the healing standings yet, so I'll fix that for when I write the story. We I don't just, need to look until about round eight or nine. I, I know, I know you don't, but you came in, like, at Sioux Falls. We did not. Well, we were. It's, an, it's took an abrupt turn. It's took, it has. <laughs> and it's that done horse. The bay did amazing. Don't get me wrong. If it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. But if it wasn't for transmission, I wouldn't be here either. So, them two horses had a huge deal to do with it. But then afterwards, once we got through Sioux Falls, I've been telling myself over and over, we're only two go rounds away, and just hopefully we keep doing what we're doing and making our run, and that lets win a little money. Hopefully, did you guys get to see much of the rest of the round? It's such a weird deal when you're sitting back there. Yeah. I, I, my mind works so weird when you're, especially when you go that early. You like watch Li- the clock. Literally, all I'm seeing is like, are they faster than three eight? And so, like <laughs> last night, I didn't really see any of the runs. Like when we did the replay today, I'm like, this would be interesting. I didn't really actually see these runs. And tonight's the same way. I probably couldn't tell you what half of the guys did because I was just, you know, so concerned with like, oh, hopefully they don't beat us. You know, you're kind of tense back there because you want to win first. It's fun, but uh, that's what I told him. I said last night, I d- I didn't remember watching it either. We kind of talked about it. So when I got to the hotel late last night, I was like, I'm gonna watch the team roping. 
but I had no clue what anybody knows. Literally, like watching the NFR, like watching yeah. that round. Uh-huh. Okay, wondering what everybody does. But I think the big deal, like I told him, I, I've come out here a lot, like tensed up. And man, I want to win a gold buckle. I mean, we all want to win a gold buckle. Everybody. Shoot, that's our dream. You know, being here and then winning a gold buckle. That's the that's the checklist. But I quit enjoying it, and so like I told him this year, I said, man, I don't care if we light it on fire or we don't do good. Like. Who knows? This might be the last, you know, just... But yeah, we talked about that works. earlier this year. Yeah. But that was like your... And I lost sight of that a little bit because I, I didn't rope as good. And it's harder to have fun when you're losing. So, I mean, it's obviously easy to have fun now when we're winning. But I just wanted to enjoy this week and, and, and kind of uh, soak it all in again like the first timer. And, and just like the standings deal, like, yeah, we're not stupid. We know we've, you know, fairly caught up or yeah. wherever. we. I mean, we know we're in the ballpark at least now. So... But then first few years, I remember having backdoor chances. The very first NFR I came to, Brady, we walk out of the ninth round, and I'm just thrilled to death to be here. And he missed one. I think it was the only one he'd missed all week. And uh, he headed outstanding. But I remember how mad he was, and I was like, dude, we've had a good week. Like, why are you so angry? And then I got, I went up to the stands, and I'm looking through the program, and it had us. We were third in the world, and I had zero clue. I'm talking none. And so – I'm aware of what's going on because, I mean, it's hard not to know. But it really doesn't matter because, like you said, I mean, there's so much money. And as easily as it's went our way for these two, somebody else that's Absolutely. maybe had a little bit of rough luck the first two might just catch fire. And all of a sudden you look up and then, I mean, they're gone. So, I mean, it's – I, I think, too, though, like we, at the beginning of the summer, we just started roping. And I was behind the eight ball big time. Jake had a lot more money won than I did. And we knew I had to win. And then we, we would do good, and then we'd kind of drop off. And, and I think just knowing that where I was at, my position, heck, I wasn't even in the top 50. I wasn't even on the uh-huh. website, you know what I mean? And knowing that we had to do good, and then we see we're like, man, we messed up that chance or messed up here, and then we'd do good, and it was just like that's what made it stressful. You know, we didn't get to rope all year, and then it's just like we put all the pressure on us at right then that we had to do it. And I think that takes away from it just a little bit too, you know what I'm saying? It ain't – it ain't like we had all year to rope and look back on it. It's like, hey, we got this few months, and if we don't do it, then it's over. You know, <laughs> you don't get you don't get to go. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, tomorrow, do you have busy days? Have you been limiting your schedules? I only do like one a day, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I do something pretty much every day, but just like one a day. You have to come to the replay again tomorrow. You got it. Is that okay that we have to talk about winning the round again tomorrow? I'm going, through, I'm going through a tunnel. I don't know. I was gonna, I was gonna lay up and just do church on TV, and that's what we talked about. We were gonna go after church. We were gonna go to church. Now we'll come up and do the replay. <laughs> <laughs> Is Champ gonna be there? Maybe Jake. Maybe Jake. Hey, that's cool. Uh huh. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I told Champ one time. Tell them both to be there. Anytime I see him or Richie, it's there's still that kid in me that's like, holy crap, that's right. Clay Brown Cooper. I was gonna I, ask because you haven't seen Champ. I mean, Champ's kind of. I'm not saying he hasn't been around, but he hasn't been around. I probably haven't seen him in two years. I went, uh, no, no, I saw him at Arizona last year, in which I told him that same thing there. I just, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, I think it's weird because I think the younger generation live in such a fast-paced world. But like growing up, I only got to see them on very few roping tapes and then at the NFR. So they were, you know, I don't want to be blasphemous here, but they were kind of gods to us growing up. Like we, you know, we thought they walked on water a little bit. So yeah, they still are. Yeah. I mean, I, I got a different feeling even when I seen Champ today. I mean, yeah. it's like, I ain't seen him in a while. And it's like Jake said, when you w- used to watch TV or watch NFRs or anything, it was like them guys was, they were it, you know? The fact that they know our names and we get to shake their hands, I mean, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah. It really is. I like it. Can't remind me of John Wayne today for some reason when I seen him. I was like, man, that's the Duke or something. Yeah. You know, he's like John Wayne, yeah. but he's got that he's, vibe. Yeah, he's got that vibe. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yep. As close as any of us have ever been to John Wayne is Cleo Brian Cooper. Cleo yes. Brian Cooper. Yep. Good job, guys. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thanks.